Hey y'all, welcome back. If you are a previous listener, welcome, welcome. If you are a new listener, either way, welcome. I'm so glad to have you guys here. You guys know I am just getting started with this podcast, so we are still learning. We're still figuring some things out. We did have some technical difficulties while we were recording. So there's a couple of little breaks in the conversation. Just wanted to give you a little heads up. It's a little, uh, there's some little stutters in there. But, uh, you know, just wanted to let you know. Either way, I'm so glad you guys are here. Thank you so much for listening. This is, as always, a humongous delight to record, to edit, to post, to have your feedback. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. Let's get into it. <laughs> All right. Hell yeah. Episode five, the Trellis Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We're here today with my friend Rose and or Rosie. We're going to go with either <laughs> one. She is on Instagram at just Rosie. Um, actually, it's at just underscore Rosie because that is important. Um, we're just saying what's up. We're just getting to know each other. Um, we found each other the long way via Instagram through a friend in person, Instagram, beautiful things. So what's up girl? I'm so good. I'm so glad we're finally getting to chat. Cause we've yeah. been like back and forth in the DMS for a while. So this is exciting. <laughs> yes. It's awesome, dude. You said you were in the yeah. studio before this. Were you, what, what were we cooking up today? Today was was a slower day for me just because I, I had um, a really big show over the weekend. So in general, I try to take Mondays off since mm-hmm. Saturdays and Sundays are my work days. Um, but I'm doing a really cool collaborative project that somebody needed like work samples to see. So I was like, I'll work on a Monday. I'll like take photos of my work and send it out, you know, that kind of stuff. That's awesome, dude. Do you want to talk about what yeah. you do for work? Yeah. I so- love this. This is like the coolest <laughs> thing ever. This story makes me just like incredibly happy. I'm like, yes, everyone try something new. You never know. <laughs> it's so nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been making jewelry for myself since I was like 14. Um, but I was kind of always discouraged from pursuing art as a career. Like it just was not encouraged for me at all. Um, and so I was like working as a public school teacher. I had been an education researcher before that. And like, that's what I had gone to school for, but I just felt so it's not that it wasn't fulfilling, but it felt really draining. You know, it wasn't like ever filling me back up. Mm -hmm. Um, as much as the work was rewarding in some ways, it was just, it wasn't the right fit for me personally. So, um, my sister actually bought me a class pass to like take a soldering class and learn how to make a ring. Mm -hmm. And it was like three hours. And I, I immediately was hooked. I just knew it was going to become something really impactful for me. So I went home and like ordered tools that day and just started (laughs) making stuff. I, being able to like fuse together metal with fire and and like hand tools was like the step that just clicked something in my brain and i i stopped teaching that year like at the end of that school year wow yeah wow did you have like intentions of leaving teaching before you took this class or were you like thinking you're gonna stick it out or like were you not sure what was going on i think 
to be honest, I never really had intentions of wanting to teach in the first place. It was, it was like the job that people told me I would be good at. Mm. Um, and I, I love people. I love connecting and I really enjoy working with kids. I just think they have like a very special, there's something special to like the growing process and like how mm -hmm. much change happens for them. Um, so I was like a camp counselor growing up and like always did tutoring and like big brothers, big sisters programs. And, um, so I was just teaching because other people told me that that's what I was good at. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I was bad at it, but it just, it wasn't really where my heart was. So I was thinking of leaving, but I also like, didn't really see what would be coming next. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. No, a hundred percent, dude. I think that yeah. happens so much is like, like, I know I went to college for like two different things that were just like, people were like, you should do this. And I was like, yeah, for sure. That sounds legit. Cause at like 18, you're like, sure. <laughs> I don't care. And Someone's then you like get into you it. And yeah. yeah. And then you get into it and you're like, wait, like, I don't know if this is what I want to do all the time. Like, yeah, that definitely happens to a lot of people. And then, so you went to this class, did you go with your sister? Yeah, she and I went to this studio in Boston and it was like a half welding and half metalsmithing studio. So like similar tools, similar concepts or similar concepts, different tools <laughs> and different scale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was it was like a three hour class and we soldered a copper ring and then we made a silver ring. Um, and I, I still have mine. I still wear it all the time. So it it's like, it's one of my most precious objects because it was like the moment that I was like, ooh, not only is this really interesting to me, but like the skill feels very natural. It feels like something that, like, I just love the procedural aspect of it. Like you just, it's very step-by-step. Step, it's very methodical. Yeah. And that's like meditative for me. Yeah, definitely. I think that like a lot of people are finding that now. Like that's how I feel out in the garden is like doing stuff with your hands is like the one way to kind of like turn your brain off from like a lot of other stuff. Like that's how it is for me. At least I get out there and my brain like finally shuts up because there's like other things to do. Like your hands are busy. So your brain kind of gets to quiet down. Yeah, it, for sure. It's that like tangible, making tangible change to something. I think also like soothes some part of my brain like it's it's similar with gardening right like you're starting with seeds and then you're you're tending to it and creating something else or like letting it tend to itself i know you kind of like love to let things go wild which is yeah. dope <laughs> i'm definitely a wild gardener yeah. like you got this you'll be fine <laughs> but yeah that's like so do you did you have to learn a lot of like i don't know if chemistry is the word but like what is the like I don't know. I, I guess I'm not sure what I'm trying to ask, but like when you get into the welding aspects of it, like it's a very specific process that you have to do. And like, you really, there's steps you have to follow them. So like once you took yeah. that class, did you have to dive deeper into that? Or was it kind of like you knew where you were going for? Um, well that one class kind of gave me some confidence to just experiment. So mm -hmm. for like six months, I was just building stuff, um, like in a, a little small, table at my house. It, it wasn't like anything that was formal really. Um, and I was still a few weeks or a few months out from ending the school year. So I had to kind of like wait till that ended to really like spend more time focusing on metalwork. 
but um, I ended up taking a class at a local art center and they had, it was so deep. We, we learned all the tools. We were making our own pieces and all these like really long workshop hours. It was really impactful for me and, and gave me a super strong skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and with metalwork, it's really like you can learn new things forever. Um, you're using different tools to create different effects and, and make things easier for you in certain ways. But like, it is kind of all the same at at the end of the day. Like it's, Mm -hmm. you have to understand like the, the way that metal works more than anything else. I I would say probably more than anything chemical, like Mm. the bending process, the heating, all of that. It's like, it can be a really like thin line that you have to watch. I don't know. Before you like snap something and then you're like, oh, okay, we're starting yeah. over today. <laughs> yeah. Is For that real. like, what is your like design process? Like, like, do you kind of just let things come to you as they happen? Or like, do you draw things out beforehand? You know what you're going for? It, it really depends. Cause I have a, a few different like prongs to my business sort of metal pun not intended but I, it does work <laughs> but you nailed it though it happened, Wait, is that though. one work does nailing it work i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah Ham- i mean hammered it i guess hammered it home yeah Ooh. <laughs> i don't know um, we have a career in comedy it's fine yeah we're like we're going somewhere now it's bound to happen <laughs> love it um yeah. Well, so I'm sorry. Wait, what did you ask? I no, got distracted um, by I was just about your, you know, <laughs> um, your creative process. Like, yeah. and then you said there was prongs to your business. Yeah. And then I got distracted. That's my brain's <laughs> very like squirrely after a busy show weekend. So I'm going to need Definitely. some, you know, the reminders are helpful. Thank you. I got um, you. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm like working on stuff in my studio, it's, it is more of like a creative flow process where, I have, uh, sometimes I, I know what I want to create and sometimes I'm more experimenting, but I have a million designs in my head. Like I don't necessarily sketch a lot of stuff out because I can like, vi- I've always like visualized the end product that I want to make. Um, I think when I was younger, I would get so frustrated because I would go to the mall with like an idea of a thing that I wanted that I just like had a picture of in my mind. And that doesn't mean it exists. Like it's just, (laughs) that was the lesson I had to learn. I was like, well, I have to make it for myself if I want it. (laughs) I love that. Um, That is such facts. Yes. Yeah. Right. Sometimes you have to do it yourself, but Mm -hmm. so my like core collection that's on my website and that I bring to markets is just that kind of, internally designed um that's all there is to it like i just think of Mm -hmm. something and then i make it and then i figure out how to like batch produce it so that i can sell it on a more um reasonable scale and there's some stuff that is more uh specialized or custom like i do a lot of custom work for folks and Mm -hmm. that's a lot more communication um co-designing sketching and that type of stuff so yeah, that's a little awesome. bit of everything. Do you, do you maybe not prefer, but like, which do you do you lean one way in your business? Like, do you enjoy going and doing the markets? Would you like? Do you prefer doing customs? Does like doing both fill kind of two different buckets for you? 
I think I kind of go through phases where I'm more excited about um, working on customs, which it tends to be a bit more of a slow process for me because I'm really, really intentional with making sure that it's a product that is special to the person who's receiving it. Um, not that I don't do that when I'm batch producing, but like if I'm making a custom for you, like I know your name, I know why you want this stone. Like we've talked about, you know, what color palette works best for you, all of that. There's like a connection there. So um, customs are just slower projects for me in general. And sometimes I really like that. And then there's times when I'm like, Ooh, I'm so energized and I just want to make like 200 stacking rings today. Like that's all I want to do or make, mm -hmm. you know, handmade chain, which is soldering like sometimes 150 or, or, or 200 jump rings to make like a necklace. Awesome. Um, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that it's, is incredible. And you were you were just my a, day to day, so I like forget that it's a, an interesting thing. <laughs> Dude, it's so cool. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jewelry making, like what? That's like a wild like I don't know. I love what I'm enjoying a lot about this podcast is like there's so many facets of like creating things and like there's so many people doing just like crazy different things that like I don't know anything about. Like I've I mean me making jewelry is me being like, I used to tie those strings together. Like everybody made friendship bracelets, right? Yes. We go on a camp making friendship bracelets. The best. Obviously. Yes, them. but it's like, <laughs> but then like there's like, you know, your path goes off into like a very deep path of like jewelry making. And like, oh, dude, so cool. Such an intricate thing. And to like adorn other people with like jewelry that you made is like a really beautiful, like, that's something really inc incredible that you like get to do for other people. Like, I just think that that's so fun. Do you like meeting people at markets must be really fun. Like watching people come through your booth and see yeah. your work and then like connect with something and buy it must be like so cool. Yeah. It's really, it's really special. Like um, I was just at Levitate music festival mm -hmm. over the weekend and it's my third year vending with them. Um, and it's a real like, local love festival like they people come from all over but mm -hmm. um there's just a lot of hype for it on the south shore and i know a lot of the artists who vend there at this point a lot of us are in the boston vending community or mm -hmm. you know local to the area in some way and it's just so special and um i've i've gotten to the point where people come back to my booth that bought something from me like a year ago or two years ago um it's just sweet. And there's so many precious moments that happen when people are connecting with like original artwork. Mm. And they're like, there's a lot of delight in it, um, which is special to witness. It, it like really, really makes me happy to see people get mm -hmm. excited or um, this one girl bought uh, a really, I have like the little happy face with the flowers for eyes. I love that one. <laughs> and I made that some pendants. So dope. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Sick. <laughs> yeah. So I, I like to bring those ones to festivals. They're fun. They're cute. And you can just like throw it on. Um, mm -hmm. And she got one for herself and then came back and was like, I have to get one for my mom because she has this as a tattoo, like this, <laughs> that same design. And she was like, it would be mean of me to have it and like not get one for her as well. <laughs> That is so freaking cute, dude. I know. Oh my god. Oh, but it just dude, like warms so, your heart. 
Yeah, dude. Do you work the your booth by yourself or do you bring bring some friends along to help out? Um, I usually bring some friends. The last couple of years I've had my uh one of my childhood friends. We grew up like playing soccer together since like fifth grade. And <laughs> we randomly reconnected like two years ago. We hadn't spoken like since high school, so mm-hmm. I don't know, like 15, 15 years, I don't know, a while. <laughs> Dude, I hit my tenure this year and I was like, what in the world? Ten years. Yeah, like the time. <laughs> <Where'd> <laughs> it, it just starts coming and it don't stop coming, you know? <laughs> I love that. They really knew it. They knew it and they Dude, tried to tell us. <laughs> they tried to tell us. None of us believe them. I was no. in high school like two years ago in my brain. And now I'm like, I guess I have a two and a half year old child. So I definitely wasn't. <laughs> Okay. You're like that math actually does not add up anymore. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I'm an adult. Yeah. Are you joking? Okay. Yeah. Who who let this happen? It's why Dude, I don't understand. It's craziness. But that's so cool. You guys like reconnect. Does she make jewelry as well? She doesn't, but she... she's she's a big music person. So I, I like to bring people because um as an artist vendor, I'll get a free pass. <laughs> Your garden's so beautiful. I love seeing oh, thank you like, so much. the little pockets of everything in your projects. It's I had my boyfriend. <laughs> I was about to say I built a raised bed and then I was like, tell the truth. I had my boyfriend build me a raised bed <laughs> and um, Dude, no started gardening because I was like, I, I want to do it this year. I was motivated by everything you were sharing. So. Oh. Dude, I appreciate that. It's so much fun. Oh man, I like. Yeah, it is. I don't think anything brings me more joy than when people are like, "Dude, I started gardening." I'm like, "You, you did what?" Yeah. <laughs> it amps me up. My uh, a friend that I had from high school, and then we like reconnected later on in life as well. Mm-hmm. Um, started gardening this year, and she sent me pictures the other day and was like, "I am a gardener," and I was like, "Yes, you are. <laughs> yes, you are." new identity unlocked yeah incredible you're a gardener put a produce stand at the side of your yard i don't know this is incredible but it's it's so much fun what do you got uh what are you growing in there what do we got going on um i have it's a small one so i have a squash and cucumber and then some sweet peas that are like not loving the weird new england weather we've been having (laughs) no you don't say no surprise surprise thunderstorms six out of seven days a week great dude i can't even Those are some fun I, cucumbers are fantastic. I love doing cucumbers. They're so mm-hmm. like laid back. They're just like doing their own thing. And the tendrils from them are cute. Some of uh, so cute. Yeah. Get out of here. The be- no. or beans, same thing. I love those too. I never yeah. rock it with squash. Have you gotten any to uh, pollinate yet? I have a huge squash right now that Stop. I need to pull them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wait, oh my God. I'm zucchini. Same zucchini. difference, I think. Yeah, zucchini squash. Is there a difference? Well, I know there's Whatever. like summer squash are the yellow ones. I got mm-hmm. a big green zucchini. I'm going to make some zucchini bread, I think. And then, yeah, some other recipes. Incredible. I've been like waiting for that. Yeah. Dude, that's so fun. Oh, my God. Yeah. Pulling stuff out of your garden. Like, oh, man. It's the Incredible. best feeling. 
How do you I worked feel on like a farm for a summer, so I'm like, oh yes, I should have been doing this for the past three years we lived here. But sometimes you need like the motivation to just yes. jump in and make it happen. <laughs> Definitely, dude. Oh my god, and raised bed's a great place to start too. Yeah, but like, how, how does it feel getting into gardening? Are you just like, this is I don't know. You need more space now. <laughs> yeah, I after we had the first bed. I mean, we have like. Um, like a little herb corner as well. Mm -hmm. There's like little pockets, but I'm like, okay, next year I want to have like a little mini watermelon patch. I want <laughs> like, I want to make sure that we can grow um, more flowers and put like in our front bed. It's just kind of like a mishmash. It's, it's wildflowers, which I like, but I want to do a stone line path over there and then like do more of a pollinator garden. Ooh, dude, I want to be not? outside. I want to be oh outside. <laughs> It's like it makes your brain happier for some reason. Wild. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Dude, that's so much fun. I love that. Yeah, it's sweet. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm so happy to hear you gardening. That makes me yeah. so happy. But you said you said you go foraging and stuff, too. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, for sure. I'm actually waiting on some um, chanterelles to finish growing in my backyard because I got little babies. Oh. Um there's a ton of mushrooms like this, this year, especially um, just because the weather's been so damp and like mm -hmm. it's humid as well. So they're like, here we come. <laughs> Everything's <Yes>. popping. <laughs> this is all I want. <laughs> yeah. That's so how you get like, in um, I have a, I have a friend who's an herbalist and like just always is, showing me native plants and uh mushroom foraging just seemed like a natural extension of that so i just mm -hmm. kind of researched some stuff myself and i found uh reishi and uh chicken of the woods Ooh. big orange friend mm -hmm. yeah and then obviously there's like tons of just edible plants as well um in the area and i, I just like knowing i like learning so like knowing what stuff is even if I'm not, you know, consuming it, it's like sweet to know oh, it's so the story sick. and the purpose. Yeah, and all you, that. Yeah. yeah, you like go out for a walk in the woods and you like to be able to identify stuff and be like, that's this, that's that. Like, oh, yeah, just feels good, man. That's some good right. knowledge to have. It definitely yeah. is. The mushrooms make me nervous though. Oh, the mushrooms, the mushrooms are, you're like scared. I don't know if it's like, I think I'm just like new to Florida and still like getting to know things, but I'm like something mm. about Florida and mushrooms seems like it could get dangerous like <laughs> real quick. That's that's I true. Know. I mean, I I don't know that I would feel as comfortable if I didn't like like I've I've grown up in New England. I've been here my <laughs> whole life. Like I've been learning the native plants for so long. Like I I do feel like my ID skills are are at a level where I'm I wouldn't say i'm cocky but i have enough knowledge you know to, to feel okay that. feel okay to know i'm not like fully poisoning myself <laughs> um but I, I don't know it's 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 sweet to like collect food it's the same thing as gardening but mm -hmm. just the woods are the garden <laughs> dude yeah that's the sickest thing ever we took our there's this wicked sick like park near our house that has like i can't even understand i like stand there and stare at it trying to figure mm -hmm. out like what happened here but there's like this whole part that's like all trees but it's super washed out so all the tree roots are exposed and it literally like breaks my brain to look at it because you picture trees and roots to be like two separate pieces 
But because it's all washed out, the roots are literally just branches. That's wild. They're the same texture. They look the same. They grow the same. And I just like my brain is so broken about it. (laughs) Every time we go, I'm just staring there. I'm like, how did this happen? You're like confronted every time. (laughs) Every time. (laughs) My kid's just trying to play. I'm like, how the hell? Did this happen here? I don't know if they like developed it because there's like roads and stuff back there. I don't know if they like developed it and just like changed the landscape enough that like it washes out and obviously it rains like crazy here, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely fun to just like stare at nature and be like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah. Does your little one get into it in like a similar uh, way? yeah, Yeah. She's like, it's wild. So my husband too, like we met like from growing, like we met at, we met at the same place, but we met uh, Tana actually. So like, I don't know. I think if you breed two people that all they do is garden, you end up with like, (laughs) that's also what she does. An outdoor kid. Yeah. (laughs) Dude, it's pretty wild. It's crazy. She just like, she knows what she's up to. She's like always picking stuff, like always harvesting. I don't have to harvest anything. That's her jam. She's like, yeah, she's a wild child. Loves to be outside. It's a good time. It's pretty cool. Just like a little so version nice. of you. They're like, yo, you want to go outside? And she's like, obviously. <laughs> you think I don't want to go outside? <laughs> she's like, I've been waiting for you to ask. I'm ready. Anytime. Oh, my God. All she does, she just walks up to the door and she's like, let's go. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Put some sunscreen on, homie. <laughs> That's so, yeah, you're there like, we go. One, first things first, and then we're out the door. I just need a little sunscreen on you. You are mostly yeah. your Portuguese dad. However, mom doesn't tan like that. Yeah. You're like, but yeah, it's super fun. Still safety important yes. in, in a just hot, a hot place bit. like that. Yes. And like stay, what, what do we tell her about the bees? Like give the bees their space. Yeah. They're trying to do their work. Also, please do not get stung by a bee. I don't want to experience that. Yeah. But I she's mean, so funny. If she's got the like know how and and she's like learning from you guys, I'm sure she's very respectful to the oh she world is, yeah she is, yeah it's really crazy watching a kid like just grow up like that being part of her life because she just like mm-hmm. yeah she sees like a spider and she's just like mom and just points to it and I'm like terrified but like <laughs> it's all good yeah. <laughs> we Wait. get the spider and she's like obsessed with all the lizards around it's like it's hysterical oh. it's so cool oh my god it's so fun absolutely yeah. hysterical <laughs> she's the Florida lizards are unmatched they have just like such a chaotic energy i love it i freaking love them so yeah. dude they like get aggressive not literally aggressive they're so small they can't actually be yeah. aggressive i don't think but they're like protective of their area i'm like trying to open the garden gate and they're like frilling their like necks at me i'm like bro <laughs> i'm not trying to mess with you Relax. You're like you are three inches with tail, brother. Like, what, what are you, are you talking? Do, about? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's happening here? They're so funny, dude, and they're yeah. everywhere. They're absolutely everywhere. It is insane. It's like a New England oh. squirrels. They're like I compared the two. I don't know if that's, that's quite right, so but <laughs> that's perfect. Are there floors? squirrels in florida yeah they're like wicked skinny and way smaller it's mm. like the strangest thing to see honestly because they just okay. i mean no one's hibernating they're not going anywhere they're just chilling but yeah it's very there's yeah. m- much fewer of them large yeah. lizard population <laughs> it's a lizard space lizard it's space really only dominated space <laughs> we had a big ass snake in the yard the other day and Ooh. i was like i was super freaked out by it at first but then i was like honestly though like that's pretty cool I'm pretty impressed that my, like, when we moved in here, it was, like, barren. There's literally nothing planted. 
which I was like stoked about because I was like, hell yeah, I can play all my own stuff here. This is cool. But now seeing it like the birds come through and like, yeah, the snake was a little creepy, but like it was pretty, pretty sick. I'm pretty happy with my uh, entrance into the nature atmosphere here. (laughs) Yeah. And like knowing that you cultivated a space that wild animals feel like is a, is a home space for them. Like that's, yeah, that's really dope. (laughs) Yeah. It's awesome. Do you, um, you get to garden at your, you said you're in an apartment and you get to garden there. Is that like, um, I, my boyfriend bought a house at the start of COVID. So yeah, we, we live in in a house together. Yeah. I love that. Are you like chaotically painting your house or is that just a me thing? Uh, well, he's a renovation carpenter. That's what he does for work. So I don't really like do many of the projects, not because I can't, but because like the efficiency, the skill level, like it's way higher if he does it. Would I have built the raised bed? Yes. And was it faster to make him do it? Absolutely. And like, this man loves to work. Like it's something that I really admire about him. He mm-hmm. has such a strong, um, he, he just gets a lot of pride from like completing projects and making stuff happen. And, and like, he, he loves an opportunity to make something that like we get to use together, you know? So yeah, he was like to do the project. Yeah. That's awesome. We talked a little about foraging. Do you go on like expeditions of sorts or are you just like locally seeing what's good or? I don't, I have to say like most of my foraging is I stumble upon things. Like I don't. That's even better. Yeah. Yeah. I I do know a few spots where like uh, the chicken of the woods normally grows on like the trails near our house. Um, One of the favorite thing, my favorite things about our house is it's in a town that's over 50% conservation land. So we have an unreal amount of trails and it's just beautiful new england nature ponds woods you know rocks all Ten that out of stuff. i yeah. love it were you a nature kid growing up or is this like a adulthood getting into that now yeah i i mean i grew up in, in the woods for sure um yeah. my yeah my parents are, are pretty big hippies and we're they were like we were camping every summer mm. my grandma's like in upstate new york on lake champlain so I grew awesome. up like backpacking in the Adirondacks and that kind of stuff. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic. I love that. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. a blessing when you get to like grow up. This is like a natural thing. Like I think a lot of people, especially with the pandemic, like a lot of people got into like gardening or like houseplants and stuff like that. And it's like a newer thing for them. But I think it's mm-hmm. like such a blessing when you just kind of grew up with it. It becomes a lot more part of your nature for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like just what's the expected baseline. Like I need to be in the woods every day. That's Mm -hmm. just, I feel better when I'm like hiking in the woods every day. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's probably a lot of reasons for that, but it definitely just goes back to like, I'm comfortable there. Like I don't feel scared or like weirded out by that much. You know, I've just spent so much time outside. Definitely. I think that that was a, it's still a transition I'm getting used to being in Florida is like not, being kind of comfortable in like those spaces just because I like I Mm. don't know like all the natives or I don't know like what uh spooky little bugs or snakes to expect coming up on me and stuff like that but it's a really fun learning experience seeing like what different natives there are and like 
what being in the woods means in Florida versus like being in the woods in New England is like two very different things, but it's definitely been a cool, uh, a cool experience. Have you ever lived out of state before? Are you like New England, New England, New England? You know, I was actually thinking about like leaving the country when I had met my boyfriend at the time. Like I was looking into um, getting my dual citizenship and moving to Germany, which is where like my grandma is from. And um, Mm -hmm. so she has her citizenship there. So I was like, well, maybe I'll leave for a while. But um, I've always wanted to leave Massachusetts and I haven't been able to I don't know like (laughs) when when Derek and I met he has he stays local because um he helps to take care of family members in the area Mm -hmm. so when we bought our house like we travel all the time and we're like exploring the world but our home base is New England that's just like how it's ended up and it it is kind of nice I guess I I didn't really think about the benefits of staying in one space Wild. I'm actually, I'm bending at a uh, Newport jazz this year. No way. Oh my yeah. God. That's I'm really crazy. Psyched. Oh. The jazz festival. That is so sick. When is that? Is that soon? It's gotta be right. Uh, it's first weekend of August. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's going to be, is this your first time doing that one? It's my first time bending there. When, when I was growing up, my family would go to folk fest. Oh, yeah. Actually, my actually i got shut down at folk fest one year as a child this is this is this is my origin story of making jewelry for real actually here it is go for it my sister and i were like oh she's always my sidekick (laughs) there she is we were like really really coveting these american girl dresses like you know I don't know. Yes. (laughs) Our grandma had bought us American Girl dolls and we were like, I need this outfit. I will not be okay if I don't have it. And our parents were like, absolutely not. I'm not paying like $75 for a pinafore. Like you need to do something else. Like, And so I I thought like, oh, we have all these letter beads. And so we can make people bracelets. So we brought our little like trapper keepers full of beads. And we put up a little sign that was like $2 for a bracelet or like $1 and we would make people bracelets and then like deliver them to them. And people would give us money and the police shut us down. I was like seven (laughs) years old, seven with my little plastic bead collection. And they were like, you need a seller's permit. We can't have people selling stuff here, even like children. Oh my God. I, my first interaction with the cops and i was like okay don't love you guys Sir, turns what out the not great i'm just <laughs> trying to, i'm a child i'm trying to make some people some jewelry how dare you yeah i'm like the people need the jewels oh my god that is yeah. absolutely incredible that's so good nuts yeah <laughs> your sister your sidekick that's fantastic yeah oh my yeah. god just Getting hang arrested out. at yeah they're like get out of here <laughs> your parents are like what the hell are you guys doing yeah, those American like, girl dies though. Oh man, those yeah. things were the best. They really oh. have a chokehold on me, <laughs> dude. I was obsessed. I had to have the horse. Mine needed to ride a horse. I had mm-hmm. to have. It. Mm. I remember the Christmas I got that horse. It was a blonde horse. Yeah. It was beautiful. You had a blonde horse. It was like it was a it was Fancy. a pretty yellow one yeah. with a beautiful mane. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Oh, she had the. I had her tent. 
uh, she had a sleeping bag. Yeah, she was like ready to go. I have you seen the SNL sketch? That's like the um, it's the American Girl dolls just chatting together, <laughs> and they're like just talking about how they all have horrible backstories. Like they're like, my mom died of cholera. Like incredible. it's just all just horrific. <laughs> how has uh instagram like affected did you like have instagram when you started your business or have you like gone into doing that now um yeah i I mean i had a personal instagram and then started a business instagram like while i was still learning Mm -hmm. and still kind of experimenting um i had actually oh do you have to restart the recording it's going i didn't even stop at this time because i was like she'll be back i didn't know I was like, "Uh oh, I I didn't want to, my brain popped up with that. So uh, yeah, I, I started sharing on Instagram, but like very sparingly. And that was like, even before reels were really a thing. So it was just like a picture here and there. Um, I'm fully invested in the video format, love watching videos. Just, I don't know. It's, they got me. They knew what I wanted, I guess. <laughs> they know what humans like. Um, the algorithm knows Instagram's what it's been doing. A really cool... Yo, I, yeah, they do. It's almost like it was designed that way. Oh, my God. Listen, all I know is the advertisements <laughs> I get. I... I'm like, hell yeah, bro. I absolutely want yeah. those. Thank you. <laughs> it, to some degree, I'm like, I, I want to be salty about it but i need those pants like i it's okay thank it's you. okay i guess those <laughs> yeah, are absolutely like, I, the crocs i've been looking for thank you so much How did you know? yeah exactly <laughs> that's it's, so funny it's strange when it's like something that i've just kind of thought about and then it pops up like i don't know if that happens for you 100%. like sometimes i'm like yeah and then i think is it too far but <laughs> kind of sick i ignore that impulse almost <laughs> almost every time like it's fine it's fine they knew yeah. what i needed it's okay have you yeah. um instagram helps your business a lot i'm assuming like how is it as a business yeah. owner being involved in instagram i guess i've had to set some boundaries for myself around like what matters to me and like how i measure my own success mm. um and also just like be aware that there are like certain times when if i'm not like feeling super mentally healthy it's not the best for me to to like fall into patterns of using instagram for like reasons to feel worse mm-hmm. I guess. um so there's that but overall i think i've learned how to build kind of like a unattached relationship with the outcome of instagram stuff like mm-hmm. I know why I'm sharing things. I know what I like to share. Um, and at the end of the day, like it's my business, it's what matters to me. And the people who receive that, receive that and are excited about it. And the people who don't receive that in an excited way, like they'll find somebody else and like somebody else will find me. Like, I just feel like, um, I enjoy it for the most part at this point, but I've had to figure out how to make it fun for me and not something that um i get in my head too much about because it's really easy to do that i think it is like designed to make us find ways to compete with ourselves or compete with somebody else who we see as competition when Mm -hmm. it's like 
the connective aspect to me feels more fun and what I want to focus on. Yeah. No, that's like, that's so true. Just, you're so right. Cause they like, I mean, even just comparing, like you said, comparing yourself, it's like, they literally give you like your statistics. Like you can, like if you have it on a creator account, you go on, you can yeah. literally watch your statistics and they're like, oh, your followers are dropping or like this video did this compare to that one. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, Ow, that hurts a little bit. I'm definitely still trying yeah. to figure out like how that feels, I guess. Cause like, yeah, it feels like super personal. Like when you, you spend a lot of time like on those apps, like making the video and like do, not only doing the thing, but making the video about it and posting the video. And then like when it doesn't do well, or you like thought it would do better, it definitely like cuts you down a little bit sometimes. So creating that. Yeah, like, I, get, I feel that. Yeah. It's fun. I, it's, yeah. it's fun, but it can also, yeah, I guess focusing on the connections is definitely like the more important part. Like when people reach out and they're like, or even just you telling me that you're like, Oh, I got into gardening this year. I'm like, that's all that matters. Like, that makes me so happy. <laughs> That's yeah. what's important. I, I mean, I, I also have learned that about Instagram um, from doing markets. Like a lot of times your impact is pretty invisible. Mm. It's not always coming up in the metrics. And there's like a person on the other side of the screen that's receiving like what you're putting out there. And just like us, like they have a million things going on. They, you know, might respond differently because they had a bad day or like, it, it's just like, Um, taking it back to thinking about like when I connect with people at markets, a lot of times people come up to me and they're like, I love just seeing the process or seeing you work in your studio. And I'm like, I didn't even know I've met them one time before. Like they're not somebody who's like commenting on what I'm doing or like really outwardly expressing that they care about what I'm putting out there. So I would never know if they didn't tell me, but it is having that impact. And it's kind of, uh, just hidden from view but that doesn't mean it's not happening because like just because instagram's not showing you you know yeah oh, they like can't tell you yeah you know <laughs> no that's a fantastic yeah. point absolutely it's also just like the algorithm is confusing and unpredictable and everybody says that but like then you have five thousand people on reels being like use this trending audio or like how to grow your business these five steps like follow below like I don't know. There's just a lot of like projection and presentation that doesn't seem real. So I've had to like whittle it down, like focus on the people that feel really authentic or genuine and like respond in that way and bring my presence to the app in that way. Um, Cause I think then you get that response back. Yeah. But it can be such a mind fuck really. <laughs> No I'm kidding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um yeah. but I think it's like a cool like I said, like I found you through Tana, but then like you can watch your page. Like I know like when Tana is posting a lot about like ceramics and stuff and I'm liking her videos, like more ceramic stuff comes up in my feed. When I'm yeah. like paying attention to your stuff, like more jewelry stuff, like so it is also really fun the way that you can be like or find new interests and like realize that something is like really, really cool that you like were not necessarily into before. Like I, my explore page is like so chaotic. <laughs> you would have no idea yeah, that I'm same. like a garden account. Like I look at my explore page and it's just like chaos happening. I'm like, I love this so much, but it's yeah. fun. I like the, I love the connection between people. I love like, 
even just for me, like moving down here, like finding Florida garden accounts, like made me feel so much mm. more like at home a little bit. Cause I'm like, we're like done growing right now. Like our season is very like quiet during the summer here. Yeah. Whereas I'm watching everyone that I have that's like from back home is like full send garden season. And I'm like, wait, yeah, I feel so hello. <laughs> so outside of it but then i don't know you find some like florida garden accounts and you're like all right we're all just chilling right now that's fine i like that yeah (laughs) definitely what's um what would you say is like is there a part of your business that like maybe not as like hard but is there something that you wish that you could have like been aware of before you started that you knew was going to be difficult or like i don't know um I honestly think the the biggest thing that was helpful for me that I didn't really start with was having like a mindset of experimenting, mm. um, which is, it's not like my idea. Like I, I, I'm part of a internet business group and the person who runs it is all about like letting the experiment happen and like just learning from it kind of as a outside observer, not taking stuff like too much to heart. Um, and that works for when I'm trying out a new product, when I'm like trying out a new website design, like I'm experimenting with stuff all the time and some experiments won't get the results that I predicted, but like, they're still helpful results and I can just like adjust and experiment again. Um, it's like, help me build that muscle of resilience in my business because it's, it is hard to build something for yourself and to i mean i have a lot of support from friends and obviously people who are enjoying my work like that really keeps me going but at the end of the day like if i don't go to my studio and make stuff like that stuff's not going to get made Mm -hmm. and like if i don't try something new then it's just not going to happen um and so to not get discouraged in that process like looking at everything as an experiment as like just a trial and like trusting that I can figure stuff out. Like I've figured out a lot of stuff that I didn't know. Um, and there's going to be a thousand things you don't know whenever you're building something new. So definitely, it's just like, let help me cut myself a break a little bit. Definitely not like putting like the weight of the world on every new thing that you do. Like, I mean, I think we're very like taught to be perfect and to like measure what where we're at against like a perfect version of ourselves Mm -hmm. but like that person doesn't exist and like i exist so it makes more sense to me to like be kind to myself and like let myself grow rather than like cut myself down for not being that like fake ideal you know like i won't ever get close to that or like grow into what i could be you know Mm -hmm. The, um, you said you're on it, part of an internet business group. Can you tell me what that is? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's called Pretty Decent. And they, oh, I follow when I on started... Instagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. No kidding. Uh, they're, they're awesome. So Lexi runs it. And for a while, it was like a monthly membership. Um, and th- she would be teaching different classes on stuff like planning an email sequence, like how to communicate about a product launch, just a lot of different elements of running a business online, um, kind of in a slow burn teaching community focused way. Mm -hmm. And it's with people who run businesses of all types. So um, like I've met people who are 
astrologer therapists like Sick. in that community yeah. there's yeah friends who like work as yoga teachers and work in the cannabis space and nice um yeah people who do photography just like everything like it's it's wild um and it's it's really informational and really helpful and when i was first starting my business i was nannying full time and then like building my business on the weekends and at night and having that community to turn to and talk to and like problem solve with was so essential and it really did help me figure out how to be comfortable with my business's online presence mm -hmm. and to like know you know know myself in that space yeah because it can be yeah it's definitely difficult shifting from like working in like a physical space where there's like lots of people and you get feedback all the time and like all this stuff and then you switch to like an online business or like working for yourself and being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. and like you're kind of relying on your own feedback which like you were saying is like you're kind of biased like in a sense or you're like really yeah. putting a lot of heart into it and like every decision is kind of weighted on you and it becomes like yeah it's really difficult to do things without community around you so that's like a what a cool way to have community built in with like, you're all running different businesses, but you all get to like work with each other in that way. Yeah, it was, it was really nice to have that. And I started working with um, like joining their, they have like a Tuesday night class. So it's always just a different theme. And um, like tomorrow I think is, I don't remember what her email said. I, th I think it's like launch strategy planning. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it's like, stuff that I've done before at this point, because I've been with them for a few years. But it's also stuff that I have to do for my business. And I don't always make the time to like do admin work when I would really rather be like making things. Yes. So <laughs> it's that accountability too, mm -hmm. you know, definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, wow, that's a really cool way to like, learn the business side of it too. Because that's something that I'm like, still really trying to understand with like, like, I don't really have a physical product, obviously, um, that I'm yeah. like trying to sell, but there is still that like, making a podcast work or like doing like you said, the admin stuff, like, you start a small business, you don't necessarily know how to do like the paperwork side of things. And it definitely yeah, the learning experience is not only in your craft, but also in like running a business and staying organized yeah, and like sure. all of those things. It's just become such a huge, uh, I don't know. It's a really fun way to, I hate to say a fun way to like be organized, but like I love organizing things. So it is kind of fun. Like, no, I do start, too. Yeah. Like starting a business and being like, okay, you have to be like hyper organized to do this. And like, you really have to dot all the, or dot all the T's. <laughs> all the I's and cross all the T's all the time. So it's nice to have a community yeah. or like a place to learn how to do those things. Even like dude, filing taxes. What the hell? No one tells you how to do these things. Why aren't we being taught? No, right? Why didn't anybody it's, teach us this? <laughs> definitely could have learned this instead of like proofs. That would have been Something, cool. Anything. Oh my God. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, That's fantastic. Yeah. What's, um, oh, I have some funny, maybe they're, we can, we can change them to yours. Uh, do you have a favorite, do you work with different metals or you work with them in different processes? Does that question make sense? Um, yeah, no, it does for sure. There's, so you can do different things with different metals. Mm -hmm. Like 
I can, when I'm making like my stuff for markets, I'm usually working with sterling silver or 14 karat gold fill, which is a little bit different than a gold plate. Um, it doesn't wear off over time because the, the creating the metal that is a gold fill is um, a heat bonding process between the gold and the base metal. And so it holds up much more like a solid gold would rather than like a gold plated piece, which um, if you think about it, like putting on sunscreen or something, it's like, it's going to wear off at some point. Mm -hmm. Like that's basically what a gold plating process is. Mm. Um, Cause it's like layered on top, but not in any sort of bonded way. It's yep. just like a electroformed process to my knowledge. So um yeah i mean i that's like kind of what i work with the most is the sterling silver and gold fill mm -hmm. and they're finicky in different ways because they have different like heating points and all of that but i've like figured out my strategies and and methods for that and then i do a lot of work for customs with solid gold and that's just like I love it. It's so it's it's like such a fun metal to work with, mm -hmm. whether it's like yellow or white rose gold. I just love it. It's it's beautiful and it melts really well. It, I can like reform it really well. It's mm -hmm. it's just really sweet. Do yeah. you have it? Do you have an arch nemesis like something that like kicks your ass every time or? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Right now, I'm really trying to get more comfortable and excited about prong settings because I made them for a few things and I, I do them more for fine jewelry engagement projects, that type of stuff. And I like working with prongs, but, um, it's definitely not my comfort zone. So I feel like it takes me a lot longer. It's a lot more of slow focused work. Um, that's probably my biggest foe at the moment, just like <laughs> focusing on learning how to do that quicker and feel more comfortable with it and all that. Definitely. Do you have, how do you like yeah. gauge your, like being your own business owner? How do you gauge like a successful day? Like what, it, does that make sense? Like what kind mm. of, um, is it about a number that you make or is it just like depending on what project you're working on at the time? Um, when I'm doing markets, because I've just been doing them for long enough and I kind of have my circuit that I know, I do set like sales goals for myself. Not that I try to like, I don't, I don't have a very like out there selling style. Like I'm just sitting back in my booth working and people come in and try stuff on or ask me questions. Um, so I wouldn't say I'm like actively selling as much as I am like waiting for people to come hang out. Um, but it's, it's I nice. That. I mean, I feel like, yeah, it, I, I like to like set up my space. So it looks like a little home or like a little room. Um, yeah. So my brain got distracted. What was our, Oh, I was just asking like how uh, I was trying as, to as like your own business owner, like how do you gauge yourself as like oh, a like, successful success? day? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, sales, matter to me of course because i need to have like enough money coming in to make my business work but on my day-to-day -day, like a successful day for me is one where i'm able to create and 
feel like accomplished in what I'm making. Like things are working out and going pretty smoothly. Mm -hmm. Um, I like when I get to connect with people in some way, whether that's like through an app or getting to chat in person, Mm -hmm. um, talking to like my other friends who make stuff like, I love working by myself. It's just like very soothing for me, but I also, you know, want that community. So having a little community time is part of a successful day too. What is your like, uh, aesthetic and like one word for your business? Would you, would you give it? Hmm. Oh, that's hard. The stumps people. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I would say for it's kind of like a balance of like elegance and adventure. Like I like that my stuff is really beautiful and detailed, but it's also very sturdy. Mm. Um, that's like the sweet spot for my jewelry. And, and I like that people come to me and they're like, I've been wearing these rings every single day for the past year. And like, they're still beautiful and they're still in wonderful shape. And, um, yeah, I feel like I get to create these really like elegant pieces that people get to just like take with them mm-hmm. when they're living life. And, and that's the best part. How long did it take or like when do you think that you found kind of like your groove? Like, did it take you a while to figure out what your style was or do you feel like it emerged pretty quickly? Um, There's definitely pieces that I've been making since the beginning and like certain elements of my style that like I think, you know, I mentioned like most of my design process just happens so organically because I have ideas in my head. Um, And so I think I've always had my style, like the way I like to do things, what makes sense to me and what looks beautiful to me. Um, The table that I'm sitting at has like a bunch of um, my jewelry from when I first started making jewelry, like it's all like simple kind of little stuff. There's a little moon in there. Yeah. I feel like my aesthetic has stayed pretty consistent. It's just evolved into different forms. Like I'm using the same techniques and the same kind of designs, but in like an elevated way Mm. as I get to be more comfortable or just think of ways to tweak things. Definitely. Do you have anything that like inspires yeah. you in particular? Like, do you, you know, like going out in the woods is like a big inspiration for you or like anything like that? Definitely inspired by just like all of the beauty of nature. I have a lot of pieces that um, echo certain elements of the natural world that are part of New England. And I mean, I just grew up, like I said, like exploring so much of the world around me and really loving that. And so um, it does feel very natural that that just comes through in my design process Mm -hmm. and comes through and like what I create. So yeah, it's, it's definitely an overlap between what I enjoy and what like soothes me and gives me motivation. Like that just shows up in my work. I love that. Do you, how much, yeah. How much time can you lose just like being in the studio? Like, are you like zoning out for like hours? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, for, for real. Like if I, when I was not really organizing my time in any sort of way, it was hard for me to like 
get tasks done, not because I wasn't efficient, but because I would start like 50 things and there's always something to work on. Like it's in the garden. Yes, the exactly. Same, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> You're like, I could do this, 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 or 15 other things. Oh. And yeah, yeah. I actually, um, from the pretty decent community, I started using uh, a Pomodoro timer. I don't know if you mm -mm. have heard of that. No. It's like, uh, the idea is you just set a 25 minute timer and you work on like one thing for 25 minutes. Um, it's really helpful if you're like distractible or if you have a lot of things that you have to work on and like you kind of need to chunk it. And so that's been helpful for me where I'll set a timer and I'm like, I'm only going to be doing soldering for this 25 minutes. And then after that, I can decide if I want to do like another chunk of that or move on to something else. Mm -hmm. It's just like, it's something external that helps me like reflect. That's awesome. Because you can definitely yeah. get lost out there. <laughs> I get lost so easily, so quickly. It's so yeah. bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. Just out there yeah. hanging out. It's but fun. A, yes, it's, yeah. oh, it's amazing. But it's cool that it's like, it's because it's like something you're passionate about. So it's like getting lost in mm -hmm. it is like a, a, it's really a fun experience. But when you're trying to make it a business, <laughs> you have to focus, yeah, focus sometimes. sometimes. I, have, <laughs> I do. I do sometimes. Like every once in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you five years from now, where do you see yourself with this business? Um, I would definitely like to have a larger studio space where I can teach classes. Mm. Uh, I would love to do some type of mobile studio as well for when I'm traveling to shows and stuff. That's cool. Um, yeah. Have you seen that before? Really or is that something that you just like have dreamed of? Yeah. I, I mean, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stuff on Instagram of people who are traveling with their, with their market tools mm -hmm. or their metalsmith tools. But, uh, a friend that I met at Levitate last year has a, a trailer built out, um, for her studio and she has brought it to a couple of shows. Um, uh, she un unfortunately got into an accident with it no. when she was like traveling this past spring. And I think it's like still under repair. It was so beautiful and I was heartbroken mm. immediately for that experience. Yeah. But um, it's definitely the dream to be able to to do more traveling around the U.S. Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's awesome. And educate more. Yeah, it's a very like cool traditional craft. It's it's interesting to watch. You know, that so, is true. I, I actually didn't even think about yeah. how much of like a truly traditional craft is. What is the like history? Like, I mean, it goes back forever, basically, right? Like humans making things. Yeah, like it. It's a lot of metalsmithing. Obviously, tools are way more advanced. We have so many things that do jobs that were not possible when metalsmithing started. Mm -hmm. But like the concepts and materials haven't really changed that much. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, you had silver, gold, like brass, copper. It, it's it's been the same type of stuff. It gets adapted and evolved in different ways and like trends change. But um, when I was studying abroad in Chile, one of my favorite classes I took was an indigenous uh, art history course. Wow. And a lot of it focused on like traditional jewelry, um, how people would create with the materials that they had and the tools that they had. 
and like all throughout South America, Central America, as they're called now, um, just the different, the different communities that would create and what they would like choose for adornment and why and the symbolism behind things. And like, it's the same, like people were making jewelry that looked like the moon, like 5,000 years ago, you know, like that's Literally. just, it is what it is. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, so awesome. Someday. Would you like to ex- expand to that point that you had like people working for you? Or do you think like the, like with teaching know. or <laughs> kind of like being by myself every day? <laughs> I, I think I, 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 I've thought about having an apprentice, but I, I also just like, like working at my own pace at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of like taking on giving direction to someone else is a big, is a very different thing what's uh what's next on the docket for for you for the rest of the summer um i have i have a pretty heavy show schedule for the rest of july and start of august and then i'm hoping to do some rock hounding like going to mine some stuff in august and then taking a little bit of time off in september but yeah that's kind of all i've got and planned yeah hell yeah dude well, dude, yeah. thank you so much for coming on. This was so fun. I yeah, love it. it was awesome. Glad we got to chat for more than just like sending DMs back and forth. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It was so nice to like really connect and and at least like virtually be able to get to know each other better. So thank you for Absolutely. asking. Absolutely, dude. Thank you for being on.